0: Kayla Sprayberry with Hub Funding Solutions.
1: And Kayla, you're still the president, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, see, we like to make sure, you know, we got the big big dogs on here, the the big guns when we talk about some of these uh, critical issues. And quite honestly, anytime you're talking about money, I'm sure you've found that um, people get pretty passionate about money issues, don't you think?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, so one of the things that we have going on, we've, of course, expanded out to the uh, Multimedia Cafe. We have a daily show now, and then also we, of course, have maintained our energy programming um, more for the weekends and, and more specialty programs as opposed to the daily show, which is given us more room to have conversations like this as opposed to a little bit more structured conversations like we've had in the past with uh, the oil and gas programs, which by the way, those are still going to be more structured. Don't get me wrong. But the reason I'm bringing this up is is that this allows us to be a little more topical from time to time because what a lot of people know about my programming is I don't get too much into politics. And there's a lot of different reasons behind that from the you know, the passionate side of things. But also, um, I like to talk about things that people can kind of incorporate into their daily lives. And into their families and that sort of thing, more educational type things. And I was thinking about that government shutdown, because that does happen every couple of years. And yeah, it seems political and everything. But that that kind of impacts you a little bit on how people get money, doesn't it? I mean, you probably probably have got people asking you questions about this government shutdown, don't you?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've really run across it lately um, in the past couple of weeks, and we feel like that's going to keep going um, in the next few months to come. Because there were a lot of people who were, who were working directly or working for a company that was working on government land, doing uh, government contracts, especially in our, um, our trucking sector um, anybody who has to do with road construction or, you know, government land, they haven't been paid. And so they're needing to figure out how to fill that gap until they get paid. And that's something that we've been working on. Um, we've actually done several working capital loans here lately that have been, you know, anywhere from, uh, $30,000 to 120,000, $150,000 to get them through that pinch. And, um, it's been a big deal and, and we don't know how this is going to progress, but we really want to be able to be out there and be on the forefront to help people to get over this bump because it's it's not the company owner's fault this happened. We want to be able to help them you know uh, navigate that uh,
1: hurdle. Well, and that's that is one thing that's happening out there. Another thing is we've seen enough signs that you know we could potentially go into a downturn in terms of oil prices and some other things. And of course, you know that the oil and gas economy affects the rest of the economy. So whenever oil and gas goes down, it seems like the rest does too. And where are you seeing some funding coming from next year? I mean, if if there is a downturn or if, you know, I mean, they're, they're thinking that the second half is going to look better than the first half, but who knows? I mean, just... We've been there before is just a couple of years ago where we had a couple of years of some tough times, that sort of thing. So banks got a little more tighter with their regulations, that sort of thing. Is that still the case or where, where are people seeing funding in 2019?
0: Absolutely. You know, that's where the alternative funding sector is really growing. Um, you know, Jason, they actually see the alternative funding sector, which is basically anything outside of the traditional bank growing by at least 40% in the next five years. Um, which is a really big deal, because it's just like you said. The banks have to tighten down, they have stricter regulations, um, and it's not really the loan officer's fault. It's It all comes from the top, and having to do further due diligence, you know, over collateralize, um, you know, do all of these extras to make sure that they're covered because of the losses that they had taken over the past several years. But that's where the alternative funding sector comes into play. Um, you know, we still need to do extra due diligence. We have to ask for a little more paperwork, a few things like that. But our ability to fund oil and gas operations, trucking operations, construction has actually expanded. Um, we just picked up a funding partner who wants us to do a million plus. They, they want to see those big operations um, so we can get into those large scale expansions and it goes a little bit faster than if you go to the bank and you know we're, we're really there to put options out there to fit our clients wants needs and budget that is really our main goal in the foundation of hub
1: are you seeing any trends anywhere um you know when you're talking about either oil and gas or housing or you mentioned trucking those types of things each one of those different financing uh, loans and, and capitals, they all come with different hoops and different regulations and that sort of thing. Um, so it's hard to know which one would be the best way to go. Are you seeing any of those that are kind of showcasing themselves as a kind of a viable option right now for, for you know, all the, all the regulatory planets are aligned or something like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, they really do. Um, You know, we're working with a lot of people that come in and say, hey, I need to expand my business. A lot of people think when they look from the outside in, whether you're looking at trucking, oil, and gas, they're thinking, okay, it's it's going down. Certain sectors, especially midstream, trucking, those types of things, um, are actually growing. And they're just having to look at new places to get their working capital. Say somebody calls me and says, hey, I need $250,000 for working capital. We break it down. What do you need it for? Tell me. And a lot of times they'll say, I need a new truck, a new trailer. Uh, Not new, actually, used. But we'll get into that in a minute. Um, You know, used truck and trailer. I need to hire some more people. Um, We need to uh, invest in this equipment. We're able to come in, break that up. And get them the funding that really fits the need there. Um, Our working capital line has really become a strong part of uh, that expansion.
1: Kayla Sprayberry with Hub Funding Solutions. She's down in Texas. You're down in Lubbock, aren't you?
0: Yes, the Flatlands.
1: How's it going down there in uh, kind of the heart of the... Well, you're kind of on the outskirts heart. You're still involved with the day-to-day Um, oil and gas activity but it's not quite the heart of the heart is it
0: absolutely we're actually about two hours north but i'm down there very regularly um you're you're,
1: i mean you're you're like the biggest city in that area for that that play aren't you i mean midland would be you're bigger than midland aren't you lubbock or no
0: we're a little bit bigger than midland um you have the midland odessa together and north of there Lubbock is the middle of nowhere and the center of everywhere.
1: (laughs) Um, It's a little bit North of there, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I tell you, Texas is so big. Sometimes I get so mixed up outside of of course, Dallas and Houston and you know, Midland is, um, um, that's, that's where the heart is. Is not it in terms of the Permian that that's absolutely,
0: absolutely. No doubt. I mean, that is the center kind of the center of it all. And, um, that's where a lot of our uh, our clients either work now or where they're coming into.
1: Mm-hmm. So how do people get ready for this stuff? You know, you got to prepare to get that funding somehow. And, you know, everybody thinks that it's easy as just a credit score. And I think there's a little bit more to it than that.
0: There is. There is. I mean, if you're looking at anything over $100,000, um, you have some things that you have to have ready. And it's not really because we want to beat anybody up. It's because we have to know that um, it's a good fit and we want to find out what the best options are so you know i'd say to prepare for funding you really need to have your financials ready um, while most people can print off a pL and balance sheet and submit it straight to us right now jason i have a lot of companies that i'm talking to that are finding out in the past month that their bookkeeper or their accountant didn't line their books out correctly for last year. They had things that didn't get booked. They've got things that are skewed on their balance sheet. And we're actually working with an amazing company out of Louisiana that helps people all over the country correct their books. She's actually working on one for me right now. They're a great trucking outfit. They were just working with an accountant who was not um, closing out the bank statements and balancing everything at the end of each month for four months. So they were actually showing some big differences on their balance sheet than what we saw in their bank statements. So she's in there helping clear it up and getting them back on track. And people like that that we work with, they're a huge help for our clients to get them on the right track because really when it comes down to it, as a funder, we need to see that a company is financially able to bring on new debt um, and how that needs to be structured to really benefit them the most.
1: How about when it comes to you know working with um, some of the regulations when it comes to putting public liens on? Um, that's been that's been an issue that I've heard come up. Is do you, are you finding that that comes up from time to time, or is that just a, extremely an isolated incident that you hardly ever see?
0: Oh, as far as you're talking about UCCs,
1: yeah, I think that's yeah. the terminology of um, it's like a. Yeah, it's 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 when basically they can they can file a public lien on a company.
0: Yeah, absolutely. UCC stands for Universal Commercial Code filing. Okay, that's the that that is, that's that's
1: the, that's why you're the president. You're brought in to you know help out my. I, I know a little bit about a lot, <laughs> but not. not <laughs> that's why we got to bring experts in like you. Okay, so okay, go on. Start from the beginning. UCC.
0: Yes, a UCC. It's a tool that anyone who finances a company can file a public lien on the company, and in some case, they can file it on the company and the owners. So basically, um, they file something with the state, with the Secretary of State, that says, Hey, I have loaned this person money um, for XYZ, and I'm taking a secured lien on XYZ um, based on the contract that I have with them. And did you know that your small-town banker can lean up everything you have just for a small loan. Now, don't get me wrong. I love bankers. This is a collateral thing, so just work with me. Um, I know companies that had a $20,000 line of credit through their local bank, and the local bank put a blanket lien on all of their equipment. Have you ever heard of a blanket lien, Jason?
1: You know, I've, I've heard of it, and that's I, I should have given the audience some context. Is Something you said in the previous... Um, statement got me thinking about uh, some topics over this holiday where someone is complaining about that, about how the small town bank had a blanket lien and and that public lien on the company. And that's so I, I threw the basically the buzzword jargons that I remembered your way. And I didn't know if this was, you know, a one time thing or if this was happening more and more in different places. And my understanding is, is that it's happening to where you're aware of it. And I'm aware of a blanket lien, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, so I've yeah. heard the term, but I have no idea what it is. So what is it?
0: Yeah, okay. So a blanket lien, um, it's basically over collateralizing to the max. Say say your small town bank gave you a $20,000 line. Well, they place a blanket lien on you a lot of the time that covers all of your equipment, vehicles, property, accounts, all the way down to the office chairs, they can literally take millions of dollars of your collateral and your accounts and your cash just to secure a $20,000 line. And the client may never even know it.
1: And that's happening. That's what I mean. That's the type of stuff that I've heard a few times, you know. And when you're talking to people across the country, of course, is, is when you can hear it more and more because it doesn't happen a lot of times in, in certain areas. It's a seems like it's an isolated case in an isolated town, but if it's popping up more and more, that means that they're testing the waters to see how it works and what kind of blowback they're getting. I mean, that's, that's, that's the cynic in me, I guess. I don't know. Um,
0: right. And I mean, they're not doing anything wrong. You know, here's the bottom line. Banks give really low interest rates and hold a lot of collateral. They are managing their risk of giving you that low interest rate by holding everything as collateral. In case of default, they can take everything out of the bank accounts, sell any equipment or vehicles or whatever you've got, sell the real estate, and reclaim it. Um, you know, now there are ways that can remedy that. Especially if you're twenty thousand dollars, you've got a million dollars in assets. Of course. That can get worked out. But for the most part, that's what they have to do to help give you those low interest rates. So a lot of times people ask me, okay, well, say we're doing um, an operational lease, which we'll talk about that at another time, um, on a you know truck and a trailer. Let's say a vac truck and a trailer. All that we lean up is the truck and the trailer. Well, the interest rate may be 8%. But all we're taking as collateral is that piece of equipment, and that is the difference. We are managing risk through um, due diligence and a slightly higher interest rate, but it keeps the client clear to go do their business and go get the funding they want without being tied up. So it lets them continually expand their business.
1: And so you can help people or at least counsel them if this is something that they have, because like, like you said early on, is that a lot of times people don't even know this is going on.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's one of the main things we do. As soon as we get an application in, um, we actually ask for that EIN so that we can run a Secretary of State um, report and see what UCC li- uh, loans are on there. Now, it doesn't affect it at As much as if we're doing equipment, trucks, vehicles, but if we're doing any type of cash working capital, it makes a huge difference. I have some clients right now that are great people, great business. They have almost no debt, but we have a mystery UCC that had an anonymous filing that we have to clear up before we can get them their business line. And it's actually held them up for a few weeks now because they never knew anything about it. So I've had more and more people that call me say, hey, I'm interested in doing something in the next six months. Do I have anything on me? You know, what can we do to clear that up? What's the game plan? And we help them create that game plan so that when they're ready to pull the trigger, we can just go. So that's that's part of what we do to get our clients' asset and working capital that you know, minimizes the collateral they need, avoid those blanket liens, and really help empower them.
1: Kayla Sprayberry, President, Hub Funding Solutions. Uh, where are we at with credit scores these days? The old credit, every time I turn around, it seems like it's better news for the consumer at least because... I remember back when, if you checked your credit score, um, you would get docked points and that type of thing. And so I, I just kind of gave up at that point. So I just thought I'd check in and ask experts like you. So what's, what's the latest on the credit scores these days? Good, bad, is that still impacting how you're getting funding?
0: Yeah, well, let's put it this way. The credit system is the credit system. It's, it is very interesting, um, you know, and in our realm, you know, we don't do any consumer lending. We are strictly business to business. But in that, um, we do look at the owner's personal credit. Here's the here's the thing we do though. We do a soft pool, what we call a soft pool. What that does is we're able to get a snapshot of your credit without affecting the credit score. And then um, if we're not gonna do it in-house, we'll actually send it out to our funders. They take a look at our report and go, okay, great. Well, I like the way they look. But we run everything from a 600 all the way up through the 800s. I mean, most of our clients run in the 600s and 700s. And I'll tell you something that's awesome. We um, started working with a company called Mr. Credit Solutions. And we, we actually put a video out on LinkedIn this last week. And they are helping our clients clean up their credit So you can have, especially small business owners, they have used their personal credit to buy the trucks, to get the personal loans to use for the business, to do this, that, and the other, you know, and it's all stuck on their personal credit. What we're doing is helping them transition into um, business credit where it's on their business, their assets, their working capitals on their business and clear things off of their personal credit so um, like say you know um when you go buy a car uh they can run your credit eight ten twenty times and you get dinged every single time and with mr credit solutions they're actually going in there and helping them clear that out because when um personal uh credit scores go up the interest rates the terms get better i mean it's just the way it is especially with companies that have been in business business less than 10 years. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're doing that, and then we're taking and building that business credit through PayNet. I know a lot of people have heard of Dun & Bradstreet. Have you ever looked at Dun & Bradstreet? No. Okay, so Dun & Bradstreet tracks business credit, but you can do self-reporting. There's different ways that you can do Dun & Bradstreet, and it's good. But this uh, this scoring model called Paynet came out a few years ago, and Paynet is now the standard for what uh, lenders look for. So when somebody goes, say we have a um, oh, a fencing company, well that fencing company every time they go to their supplier, their supplier can report to Paynet if they've been paying on time. So. Our funders, when we're funding working capital, when we're funding equipment, trucks, vehicles, they report to PayNet, which is building the business's credit. And the better the business credit is, the less that it rides on their personal credit.
1: Kayla Sprayberry, Hub Funding Solutions. How about um, in-house, what do you guys have going on? I know that you've been working on some new projects and platforms and that sort of thing. You got an update?
0: Yes. Oh, yes. Really excited about it. We are rolling out an all-new platform that will streamline our funding process. Uh, We're going to have a full online application, client portal, in-house e-document system for e-signing. And um, we're really excited about this because it's going to speed up our approvals, increase our ease and efficiency, and be more secure. Security is a big deal for us. You know, traditionally, things have been sent through email servers this that and the other it's it's a lot of searching a lot of going through and this will actually give our clients their own client portal so they know what they need they can put it in they can see when things are happening and they're more in the driver's seat with their own funding um so we're really hoping to have that up in the next week or so and and we're really excited about that
1: you got any events coming up in the near future
0: we do. We do. Um, we're going to be at the wonderful Roseland Lil & Gas Show in Midland at the end of March. It is one of my favorite shows to go to, and um, it's going to be a great time. We love seeing everybody there, getting to know people, and um, just really answering people's questions. It's it's a lot of fun.
1: We'll have to get an update from you um, when you're there, either uh, sure. either afterwards or something like that. Uh, I know I, a lot of times i bring the speakers on, but then I also I like to get the people that are either have booths there or work in the floor uh, because it's totally different perspectives. You know, the speakers, they tend to have a whole different uh, perspe- perspective than the people that are just kind of taking it in, so to speak. So are you, are you guys going to be there with a the booth?
0: Yes, oh, we're going to have great. a booth. I believe that we are booth number 502.
1: Okay. Is that there there must be a program schedule and that sort of thing when you get there? Yes,
0: um, yeah, Miranda and them are wonderful. They line everything out. We get to show up and they say here to this. So mm-hmm. it's it's a wonderfully organized event. It's it's a great time. I mean, I really enjoy it.
1: Well, any final thoughts?
0: Uh, you know, uh, just take care. You know, one thing I would tell people is if you're looking to get funding, if somebody says it's fast, easy and simple, it could cost you more than you're wanting to give. So we're here. We really just want to help do good deals with people. And, you know, it's um, it's always best to be cautious and we're here to help.